Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is 1 Thessalonians 2. Sharing the gospel. Even when we hear those words, it's good to be reminded that that can be a simple thing. It's something that can be shared in as few as a couple sentences, that Jesus Christ died for our sins, just like the Bible said, and he rose again, just like the Bible said. That is the good news. And while sharing the content of the gospel can be a simple thing, When we look more broadly at what is involved in sharing the gospel, we see that biblically it is often a very costly thing. Not only because sometimes it leads to persecution, but what we'll see today is that because the investment that it took into the people with whom Paul was sharing the gospel uh, took so much and and cost so much from him. And we're going to see that today in 1 Thessalonians 2. And again, remember, this is written to a relatively new church that Paul had started. And mostly it will be an encouraging letter. But if you go back to Acts, you you should remember Paul for the first time going into Europe, going through what would now be modern day Greece. And he comes to Philippi, and there in Philippi, uh, people get saved, but he gets thrown into prison. Uh, There's an earthquake, and the jailer even gets saved, but he quickly exits town. And that is referenced here in verse 2. But though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we had boldness in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. So there's two things that really that I want you to realize as we read through 1 Thessalonians 2. Uh, The first is realize how much sharing the gospel will cost. And here we're reminded of the persecution that Paul received, that the gospel will always at some level face opposition because you are calling people to repentance. You, if you're sharing the gospel, even just by saying that Christ died for our sins, you are pointing out the sins of people. And so you see that here, but what you also see as far as the cost of sharing the gospel is the investment that Paul put into these people. And that's where he starts going, reminding them that they didn't come with flattery. They weren't doing any false teaching. They weren't seeking glory for themselves. And he says in verse seven, but we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. So there you see, sharing the gospel, that can be relatively simple in sharing the message, but usually you will not only have to share the gospel, you will have to share your own self. And that's what he here is talking about by really the investment that they made in these people. I also think it's good to remember that sharing the gospel, um, I think if you look at Paul, it doesn't necessarily just end with 
okay, we've made a profession of faith. Great, I'm moving on. No, then he would disciple them. And I think that's included in what he is talking about here. He continued to invest in these people that were starting to believe the gospel as he discipled them. I even think of my dad who got saved on a college campus who I mentioned in our last reading, but by people sharing the gospel with him, well, one of those people ended up meeting with him then every day. Uh, after he made a profession of faith. And I think that's just, again, a reminder of uh, the cost that even if you share the gospel with someone in a momentary conversation, if they put their trust in Christ, you should continue to invest in that because you're not just seeking to share the gospel, but your own self with them. So you need to realize how much sharing the gospel will cost. And he talks then about how they even worked day and night so that they wouldn't be a burden. That's referring to them working so they could earn money and not have to ask for money from these new believers so that they could proclaim the gospel to them and that their character was under the microscope and that they were acting in a way that was holy and righteous and blameless. So sharing the gospel will cost you because it's not usually just going to involve sharing the gospel. It usually will involve sharing your own life with somebody else. And you see a couple metaphors that Paul uses that are helpful for us. He talks about a mother and a father. And really, if you are going to do gospel ministry, if you are going to make disciples, uh, you are going to have some motherly elements about you and some fatherly elements. He talks first about, in verse 7, the motherly elements that we were gentle among you like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. Now, as I'm recording this, we still have a relatively newborn baby in our house, and I see this in my wife, the gentleness that she has taking care of this nursing child. When the child is fussy, my wife is not rebuking the child harshly. She is gentle and gracious and seeking to provide for this newborn baby what they need. And that's another good reminder. You want to be involved in gospel ministry? It's kind of like dealing with babies. It is messy. You're going to lose some sleep. Uh, There's going to be some things that need to be cleaned up and you can't do it with this attitude of why? Why don't they get this? They're a baby. They're going to need your help and you should be gentle like a mother. Now, also, we see that Paul is straightforward like a father. In verse 11, he says, for you know how like a father with his children, we exhorted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God. And all those phrases are, are pretty straightforward. So you see the, the gentle tenderness of a mother, but also the straightforward direction and leadership of a father. And really, in disciple-making, those two things aren't mutually exclusive. It's not as if some people should just be mothers and some people should just be fathers or there are certain phases. But no, if you are investing in others and making disciples, you will need both of these attributes. You will need to be gentle and tender like a mother, yet also straightforward and a leader like a father. 
And so these are things that you should think about in your own evangelistic and disciple-making efforts. It's going to cost you. You will have to share your own life. It will be messy. It will cost you sleep, and you will need to be tender like a mother and direct like a father. But the other point I want you to see from this chapter is not only realize how much sharing the gospel will cost, but realize how much hearing the gospel will cost. And this should get us thinking not about our efforts to share the gospel, but our response to gospel teaching. And again, I think this would include not just hearing the gospel for the first time and becoming a Christian, but continuing to hear the gospel and to learn to a greater extent the implications of the gospel in our lives. And you see Paul in verse 13 say, and we also thank God constantly for this, that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God, which is at work in you believers. So he praises them and thanks God that when they received the gospel, they didn't just take it as man's opinion, but as the word of God. And that's a good reminder to you when you hear God's word taught. Now, yes, be a good Berean. Don't just take whoever's word for it. Examine it according to the scriptures. But when you are convinced what I am hearing is what the Bible is teaching, I need to accept it as the word of God. And and we need that because that will fortify us because immediately then Paul goes in to remind them of the opposition that they're now facing. They became church imitators of the churches of God that are in Judea, for you suffered the same things from your own countrymen as they did from the Jews. So he's saying, now you're experiencing persecution, just like these other Christians. And that's important because, well, now in the midst of opposition, I have something to hold on to. I'm holding on to the word of God. So even when opposition arises, I'm not going to cave. I'm not going to give way. I'm going to hold on to the word of God. God. And that is what we should all consider. And that's where it's saying that hearing the gospel is going to cost me because I need to put my opinions to the side. I need to put my feelings to the side. I need to put even just sometimes even what seems fair to me to the side. And I need to take what God says and say, that's the truth. And I'm going to listen to that. And I'm going to hold on to that no matter what opposition that I face. So whether we're sharing the gospel or hearing the gospel, that's a simple thing, but it's also a deep thing and it can be a costly thing. And we see a reminder, even at the end of this chapter, how much it's, it's worth it because we have to remember we're talking about people here. And one thing we should constantly be encouraged by as we read through Paul's letters is the heart that he had for people. He talks about how he longs to be with them again. It has a great desire to see them face to face. And then he goes on to say in the last two verses, for what is our hope or joy or crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? For you are our glory and joy. You are our glory and joy. So remember, even when it costs you to share the gospel, Think of the people that you are serving, the people that you are seeking to reach, and long for them the way Paul longed for the Thessalonians. And as we seek to share not just the gospel, but even our own lives, may God bless that with fruit for His glory. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, 
check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.